In this interview, Derek Mount gives us a whole bunch of information about his musical journey, some philosophy behind writing music, and also how important it is to foster that relationship between musicians. All kinds of things to cover. We don't want to miss out a single second, so let's move on. This is the interview, week three, with Derek Mount. In terms of composition, and it doesn't matter if it's TV or um, if it's if it's you know live stream, whatever. When you're talking about composition, when you're talking about music, what would be some advice that you would give people um, to give people a good foothold or a good start in that music uh, area and kind of help them uh, step up into the next level? Man, what a great question. I I think one of the main things for me would be begin with the end in mind. I don't know if you've. Uh, read Stephen Covey's seven Absolutely. habits uh, of highly successful people. I, I love that times. book. And uh, <laughs> I know a lot of folks have, and for good reason. I think a lot of people look at sync right now. That word has kind of become big. It used Buzzword. to be like, it used to be very ambiguous and, you yeah. know, vague. Yeah. Um, but now in general, the music industry has certainly been disturbed and shaken and there are all these changes and people are looking for like, Hey, how can I actually make a living in music and right. what they see certain artists who are doing well in sync, it becomes very appealing to them because they go, Oh wow. Like now there's all, you know, there's Netflix and there's YouTube mm -hmm. and there's Hulu and there's Amazon and there's all these different sporting events and there's all these different channels and there's a lot of places that need music. And so man, sync is a smart way for me to make money. And, mm -hmm. and, um, a that's correct. Like, sure. Go for it. But B, uh, think about, do you, is it a good fit for you? You know, and uh, for a lot of people, I, I think the answer might not be yes, because it almost uh, compared to, I don't know if you've read uh, Grit by Angela D uh, Duckworth. I I, yeah, it's um, absolutely. And I've written uh, books on just that for different leadership groups saying we need to read this as a congregation. Good book. Oh, cool. Good it book. Great book. Yeah. And there's a part in there where she's talking about these cartoonists uh, yes. who try and there were, you know, this famous cartoonist who was like, I've got my, my rejection rate to 90%. And mm -hmm. they're like, wow, that sounds really high for Peanuts. a really legendary um, cartoonist. And, yep. you know, these people are just cranking out cartoons and getting rejected all the time, all the time. And I feel like that happens in sync. So yeah. if you are wanting to be a composer, if you're wanting to um, make music for film and TV and video games, are you the kind of person that can make a lot of music at a mm -hmm. high volume, at a high speed and at a high quality? And are you a kind of person that can take rejection over and over and over mm -hmm. again? And I feel like most people, if they're honest with themselves, the answer is probably no. Yeah, because we're artists. We feel the feels when, you know, there are so many times uh, where we're like, oh, I made this amazing thing and I care so much about it. And I mm -hmm. thought it was really good. And it, in my mind, it's way better than the thing that did, they ended up using. And why didn't they use it? And blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, that is kind of healthy and good in a way. It's like, you know, we got to be competitive. We got to sharpen ourselves and grow. Right. But you also have to be okay having thick skin and just being confident and going like, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. Sure. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm making great stuff and I'm controlling what I can control and, you know, learning and pivoting. And uh, even going back to that in, uh, in Grit, there was one cartoonist who 
who analyzed. He was really striking out a lot, and he went to mm-hmm. the library and looked at all these different. Yes, I love the story. Cartoons, yeah, and he was <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's my voice, uh, and he was like, well, what am I going to find? What are the consistent things that are, you know, the New Yorker making mm-hmm. it in there? And he started to see trends. He started to see like that. Usually, it was like, is it authentic to this? Mm-hmm. Is this person creating a voice? And yeah. that's why with with Viceroy or Brick a Brack or Club Danger or any collaboration, whatever we're doing, I am trying really hard to make stuff that I think rules and that I think is is heartfelt and is going for the jugular, not just like, hey, we wrote for this brief uh because they said they needed songs that would be good for sports and we used all the buzzwords and here you go like you know and also i think there there's a part of it that you have to kind of look at yourself and be just really okay with um celebrating your friends successes your Mm, peers yeah uh there's a, it's one of those situations where there's a tendency, I think, for musicians to get jealous mm-hmm. and get upset when they they watch a show and their song's not in it. Or they're right. like, I had the perfect thing that should have been in that. Um, man, you've got to get over that if you want to be able to, to compose and be in sync. And Stranger be Things. To... Stranger Things. <laughs> Stranger <yes>. Things. <laughs> Which I eventually, now I'm able to get over. I, I'm just kidding about really regretting <laughs> that. That is my favorite thing ever. I just love it. And I'm yep. actually glad I wasn't part of it because now I can watch it and just be like, this is the best thing and I can't wait for the next one. But yep. yeah, you got to celebrate uh, for your peers and, and you got to yeah. also just keep being persistent. And I, so I, that's a long way of saying, um, if you fit that, then go for it. And, yeah. and, and I really think it's a beautiful place to be. If you are someone who's just like, Oh, sync's a good place to go make money. Then heck no, don't do it. Go, no. go be a doctor or a lawyer or do something else that has a lot more control. I was say it's going to be more consistent. <laughs> yes. You're going to have a lot of lonely times. Uh, yeah. a lot of times where you're just wondering, uh, there's a lot of things out of your control. Yeah. To, you know. So now, and after eleven years, uh, you know, eleven almost twelve years stint of touring with Family Force Five, lead guitarist. By the way, I cannot eat at Chick Fil A nor see a hamster in a ball without thinking of of your guys' concerts. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, that's hilarious, I, dude. I've never seen Chick Fil A cows head bang to anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then when Solly came out, the last Alive Fest that I was at, Solly came out and in this giant human hamster ball and sang the entire first song, crowd surfing in a hamster ball. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Thank you guys. Best day ever. <laughs> oh, man. So, but anyways, uh, aside from that, uh, after, after that 11-year stint, um, what is it like trying to rebrand or rebuild um, kind of the musical... Uh, person as Derek Mount has it been natural? I know you said you never had a, a a boring day, but like what what does that look like for you coming off of that kind of a stint and then kind of now going into multiple projects? <laughs> it's pretty brass, uh, drastic difference. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. <laughs> you know, one day you're smashing a set with Bob Barker on uh, late night TV, and you know, like <laughs> the next day you're sitting in your room going staring at a blank you know, Ableton session going, what am I going to write? What am I going to write? <laughs> um, 
which I guess we did that too in Family Force Five. Uh, but man, yeah, you asked such a great question. Um, and I think any of us that do any job for a long time, I don't care what it is, we start to associate our identity with that job. Mm. And um, when I stopped doing that, it was just so, um, it, it was really hard for me. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the funniest moments for me in Family Force Five was that uh, we had a show in Boston and I flew in, the rest of the band was living in Atlanta and Nashville, and I flew in from Los Angeles and um, we played the show. It was really fun. It was a big arena festival kind of experience with like mm -hmm. third day and all these great people. Yeah. And then I was flying home the next day and I was in the airport and they, of course, every time you put your guitar in the conveyor belt, you know, it's always, <laughs> I think there's something suspicious. Right. So right. they start wanding me down and, oh, you know, yeah. patting me down. And the one of the, the TSA agents walked up and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't do that to him. Like, he's good. He's fine. And the guy was like, what? And I was surprised too. And uh, <laughs> she, he was like, okay. Uh, and she, he basically said like, well, who are you? And, why why are you okay and she was just like hey i was running security at the arena last night and your guitar playing like moved me in a way i haven't been moved dude that is ever. awesome and she was like it was so awesome and she was going on about the show and i was sitting there like this is awesome right and then the uh the other agent was just like all right well who are you that she's saying all this and she interrupted him and she goes he is the guitar player for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh! <laughs> and I was just like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I grabbed my guitar and I went to my gate, pull out my phone, and I start looking up and sure enough, Trans-Siberian Orchestra played the other arena, which was bigger than the arena we played in Boston. And I started cracking up. And um, it's just so humbling and funny when we sit there and, you know... We, we think about our identity mattering so much and um, and the reality is like it's, it's just so silly it, it doesn't it, we're not wrapped up in those things I think our identity does matter um, maybe even more than we ever thought but I don't think that just being a guitar player in a band equaled who I was and um, leaving that band uh was really hard. I, yeah. I love those guys. I love those memories. Man, we had yeah. so much fun. Um, but in starting a new project, <laughs> I, it's been really hard. I want Club Danger to to like be way bigger than it is. I want Breaker Back right. to be way bigger than it is. It, it, I hope eventually it will be. Yeah, it's tough to start from scratch, especially in 2021 when there's a billion people releasing a billion songs. Oh uh, yeah, and everybody's uh, at home, so it's all virtual. Yeah, it is so hard. Um, yeah. But man, I'll tell you, it has been just so good for the soul. Um, kind of good. what we're saying about no no regrets and, and just feeling like, again, I'm, I'm working with Riley and with mm -hmm. Christian and with my friend Brandon Ray and I get to spend time with my family. And yeah. uh, we were gone a good two to 300 days a year for 12 right. years of my life. And um, man, again, I, I loved it. But right. Um, I love being home. I love being a neighbor for the first time in my life. I love, I've never right. done that. You know, right. I've never known the people that I live by uh, right. or even um, being able to consistently participate in things like, yeah. uh, you know, seeing friends on a regular basis and being in, a, you know, just a different chapter of life and yeah. especially uh, a father. It's just been so special 
um, to be home for that. So it's yeah. good. See, I, I I was going for, you know, like this is the Derek Mount, but no, TSO. That's that's awesome. That's trans <laughs> Siberian. That is amazing. Oh. Yeah, I guess the other the guitar player had we had about the similar length hair, blonde. He's a little older than me too, so you know. One of the things that we do talk about a lot on 192 podcast is that musical relationship and needing to cool. fo- foster that relationship. Um and and like I said, you kind of already answered this a little bit, but um, over the years, how has that relationship fostering helped you with your career moves even now as you're going through a rebranding? What a great question, because to me, relationships are just everything. Mm-hmm. And I tend to not really view them in the professional sphere that often, but they do usually impact my professional life, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You know, when I, when I look at Riley, you know, it's an example of, um, man, we've certainly, yeah, I guess we do business together, but I look at that and I'm like, that's my friend. Mm -hmm. You know, that is one of my favorite humans. And I, uh, if anything, I have more motivation to do what I do because I want him to win Yeah, and I want his family to win. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like back to our our whole thing about the why behind what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be bigger than just us having success. You know, yeah. it, it, why do music just to be famous, to get people to think you're cool? To, and by the way, if if those are your touchstones, there's nothing wrong with those. Um, right. There's nothing noble about like wanting people to think that you're awesome. That's perfectly normal. But I just mean, we want depth. We want significance. And right. I feel like relationships are what it's all about. And um, yeah, I mean, just everywhere you turn, what's really fun for me is to see some of my peers that are doing well and to know like, cool. Like sometimes if we could do something and it helps them. Um, and it's just it, so fun to watch to, mm-hmm. you know, um, I also feel like music is just more of an art than just itself and music. Like for instance, uh, um, I got to make music for a project that was for a buddy and, you know, a long time. I, sorry, let's, let's skip. Yeah. I was blabbing there. At that, a point. that story wasn't worth telling. <laughs> um, let me jump back in here though. Sure. Um, yeah, what's really more important to me when all is said and done is like, oh, do we have a great time? Like, yeah. can I look back and, you know, Teddy and I were texting yesterday, the guy from Family Force 5, and uh, yeah, he's one of the best drummers I've ever met. And he's played for Club Danger and he's played for, uh, for King of Country and all this mm-hmm. great stuff. But I don't think... Oh, that's Teddy Bull, an awesome drummer. I think, oh, that's my friend. Like, I really care about him. And he just had a, his first child, too. And I, I really hope that him and Caitlin are, are doing awesome and that Violet is going to grow up to be as fun as he is. And um, it's just fun to watch people grow and see where they end up. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's the beauty of, of this whole thing is, like, it does matter when more than we think when we start to see um, 
our friends find joy. And when they're successful, it's not, I think that's a lot of times how I view their level of joy is, are, is their schedule and is what they're doing aligned with um, what their heart is mm-hmm. and where their values are. And uh, when we start to see our friends there, that's, it's really cool. That's really great. Yeah, no, that that is uh, to me, anyways. That's where it was, and I to find people that resonate there. It's it's hard, um, but when you find those musicians, that's when you're like, okay, yeah, we can we can do anything. Like I'll storm hell with a water pistol with you, buddy. We'll, yeah, we'll, we, you know we're we're good. Um, but but to have those types of people, it's hard to find. Um, I'll say it's hard to find. It's really not. But if you're looking, it's not. It's hard to find people who are genuine in the music field. It, it feels sure. like anyways, because um, everybody seems to be like this prima donna. It's all about me thing. And <laughs> it's just not the way it is. Um, <clears throat> but uh, last question of this section. So where do you go to stay current in the music industry now? <laughs> That's such a good question in, in today's world. Yeah. Um if I do get a little negative for a second, it's about that. <laughs> I feel like um, I loved monoculture a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I feel like it was neat that we could all read Rolling Stone mm-hmm. and everybody was reading it. And if someone got in it, it mattered. Um, or Spin or Polestar or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Or that if somebody played on Saturday Night Live, it was like moved mountains. Um, now, it, as a consumer i find it just a little overwhelming that mm-hmm. it's like okay I, I guess there's tiktok and there's instagram and there's snapchat right. and then there's tv and then there's all this different stuff and and you know the, everything is changing so rapidly and so quickly that i feel a little bit confused about what is really working right now what is really resonating yep. what is really moving the needle yep. and um i hope i don't sound like a dinosaur about that. But I, uh, I think what's kind of refreshing and awesome is if you get into something like, let's say if you're talking about the bric-a-brac world Mm -hmm. that you're really into composition and you want to check out the new Nils from record or, you know, I, one of my friends, Chad Lawson just makes beautiful music Mm -hmm. in that kind of world. Um, you can find really great rabbit holes to get. Oh yeah. And there are blogs and there are podcasts and there are all these kinds of, of amazing, amazing outlets. And um, what I have found is that the things that inspire me most are some of the things we were talking about. Uh, and the things that help me grow as a musician the most are some of those podcasts like Bigger Pockets mm-hmm. or some of the books like um, Atomic Habits Probably Will Be or Grit mm-hmm. or, um, you know, vivid visions or just things where we are, I'm always trying to grow, not just uh, as a musician, but trying to grow as a human being. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like people write great music when they've been through life. Yeah. And, um, you know, we start to learn depth that way. And so for me, it's, it's usually in like great conversations with my friends who are deep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I go. And we're not talking about the industry because as a whole, I, I, I'm making so many different kinds of music. I, I'm not trying to write top 40 stuff. I'm not trying necessarily to be the most popular right. thing. I just wanted to, to make really great art. And um, as dorky and cheesy as it sounds, I think about 
some of the greats like a, a Michelangelo, and I'm just like, I can't imagine him spending too much time on TikTok or Instagram. <laughs> and um, right, maybe I'm wrong. Right. Maybe he would. Maybe Mozart would always be posting to his reel or his feed. But to me, that stuff, uh, those are great tools, and it's fine if people are really into them. But I just, it's not where my heart is. Right. It's not where my head is. And so I, I'm <laughs> embarrassingly uh, not always caring about what's what's current or hot. I'm just trying to make stuff that I think is great. And I, I try to listen to a lot of mm -hmm. music to draw, draw inspiration um, and find stuff that's great. But uh, that's... I hope I'm not sounding negative by that. That's increasingly tough. Too. No, no, I, I actually, uh, it's kind of refreshing to see somebody else with that same, I really don't care. And it's not that I don't care, like negative don't care. I just don't, that's not me. I, you know, I look at, I look at Sean Mendez and, and people are like, Oh, I can't stand him. And some people are like, Oh, he's amazing. And, but this dude started his career on YouTube and he floors because he's musically talented. Now, I don't care if he went in for the fame or whatever. It didn't seem like it at first because he was just amazing. Um, I'll, I'll tell you another one. And yeah. this one sticks out. And if you haven't heard of him, dude, you got to check him out. It's hilarious. And I've talked about him on probably every podcast and probably should stop. But Frog Leap Studios, Leo Maricoli. Um, the no, I'm embarrassingly. Oh my gosh. Just, just go on YouTube and look up frog leap studios, Africa by Toto. Um, <laughs> I love the, the choice. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, you will get hooked in a heartbeat because if, if I'm vibing where I think I'm vibing musically with you, it's a mashup of all things, any genre. And he puts a, like hardcore metal spin on it. Um, cool. Listen to your heart, Africa, Uptown Funk, um, Sesame Street. Humorously enough, <laughs> like he, uh, um, what Hakuna Matata, and and you listen to it, you're like, oh my gosh, I could totally rock out to this in the car, and, and he's good. Um, Girls just want to have fun by Cindy Lauper. He does a banjo nice. solo in the middle of metal, like it makes no sense that's pretty creative it, it is and that's why i love it and he doesn't care it's that is what he wanted to do that's what he's doing and and that's that's kind of where i'm at i'm like you know what i i know where i'm gifted and i know my little pocket and i'm gonna stay here and i'm okay here and i'll i'll spread a little bit but i, I love the challenge but when you try and be something you're not i think that's where musicians get lost um cool so, but all right, you got to send me this uh, some links to that after this, and your SoundCloud. Yeah, I, after I, I totally will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Leo Leo Maricoli. I'll give you a couple of uh, Country Roads is another one. Take me home. Um, nice. I died laughing. My kids. So my oldest is sixteen. Um, she heard the opening line, and she looked at me and goes, "Really? You're going to get sucked into this vortex again?" Thirty minutes later. I stopped watching because <laughs> they, and, and they all like my nine-year-olds like jumping off the couch, going crazy. He loves it. And my wife's going, could you please calm him down? <laughs> so, but that's um, hilarious. That's a squirrel. That's the ADD. Uh, yeah, squirrel oh situation. yeah, dude. Yeah. It's two squirrels jumping all over the place. Awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'll, I'll take that out. So I'm not talking about him so much, but it's good stuff. Um, so backing up, uh, we're at section three and this is where, for me anyways, it gets fun. Um, 
I had sent you some pictures uh, just from the last Alive Fest show, and I've got many, many, many oh, more. Oh, dude, yeah, that was great. I didn't even respond yeah, no, no, no. To, to that. That's all, great. All good. Um, but what what I what I did when I started looking, and this is this is the horrible part of me, all right. And and I, I, you're probably not looking at them. I'm not looking at them right now because I remember what I was doing when I was taking those shots. Um, I literally was taking pictures of you, trying to get clear pictures of somebody who moves more than me. That was hard to do, by the way. <laughs> Second. I was staring at your gear. <laughs> yes. Like that's, that's it. where I was. I was like, okay, that's what he's using. All right. You know, um, because what, you know, the, the gray one had P90s. People wouldn't pick that oh, up. Oh man, fellas, um, he is on and to then it. And you've got the uh, gold top, which has the Paul Reed Smith. And I'm going to guess uh, probably the, well, it wouldn't, Dragon 2s would fit better, but anyways, that's just my personal take. Um, but you had, you had wow. humbuckers there. Um, then you had another silver. It's like, I'm, I'm looking at all of your gear and scoping it out while I'm listening to the music. And that's why my wife hates watching movies with me. Cause I figure out how they do the special effects. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Oh, sounds like we're getting into the gear with Derek Mount. That's right. Next week, gearheads reign supreme as we talk all things tech with Derek and how he gets his tones from crystal clear to monster sounds you get it all make sure you follow this podcast so you can get this when it drops next week Derek graciously allowed us to use his music to give you a sneak peek of the diverse tones he creates in all of his musical ventures follow him on the musical platform of your choice you can also follow him on Instagram and Twitter with the moniker at Derek Mount stream share save and especially follow Derek as he is set to release a ton of good music in the future Links are in the description. Until next time, keep learning, keep the music playing. This is the 192 Podcast.